0: And and we are in John chapter 10. We'll start actually reading about verse 19 and go a little ways on there. John 10, 19, there was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. And many of them said, he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? Others said, these are not the words of him that hath a devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind 25, I told you and you believe not the words that I do in my father's name. They bear witness of me, but you believe not because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand I and my Father are one. And the Jews took up stones again to stone him. They just could not handle it any further. Let us pray. Lord, I pray that you, uh, bless the reading of your word to our hearts. What a powerful declaration by you, Jesus, who are the one true living God, and you are equal with the Father and the Spirit, all three in one. Lord, thank you for the clear teaching of the Trinitarian view of, of yourself there in Scripture. Three persons, one God, and we bow before you today. We help each step that we take this week will be ordered by you. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighteth in his way. May we be good men and women of yours this week. Help me this morning. Forgive me of sin, empty me of self, fill me with your spirit. Again be with those who have been so devastated by the waters, high waters. Thank you, Lord, that it did not come to our place, but help those to the place it did come. May they find many who will come around but for our nation that we would be uh, in sackcloth and ashes, and, and not necessarily literally, but spiritually. But, but help our nation, and Lord, uh, in wrath remember mercy. In Jesus' name I ask these things. Amen. From the last time we talked about, if you look back just for a moment there in chapter 10, he is the good shepherd. He is the door. He is the one by way we are ever going to get into glory. And if you would just look 17 and 18, if you just read through those just for a moment, therefore, doth my father love me because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down of myself. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it again. This commandment have I received of my father. It was no mere man could make such a claim. If you're wondering, did Jesus ever claim to be God, it is right here for us this morning. We say that almost every Sunday, but it's so often in the gospels we have seen over and over time again, He declares himself to be God. And no man took his life from him. He majestically dismissed his spirit from the cross. Do you remember the words, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit? He chose when he died, and he had the power to give it up. He has the power to take it again. And God said a big amen when Jesus rose from the dead. The price has been paid. He paid it all, all to him I owe. So we see, first of all, the divisions, the doubters, the declaration, and the disbelief The divisions, first of all, we see. And then there's the words of the devil in verse 19. Then there was a division, therefore, again, among the Jews for these sayings. The many of them said, he hath a devil. Division there means uh, dissension, which is a disagreement that ends with discord. And there was discord just last time. We have seen among the religious rulers, I think the majority were anti-Jesus. There were some, Joseph of Arimathea, Nicodemus, who were... Followers of Christ, but the majority said, no, we're not going to leave our power base, our power structure. It's interesting, nothing has really changed, nothing new under the sun. Those who are seeking power and authority over others do not want to give it up, and they'll do anything to keep it. Still, it happens today. Jesus claims to receive authority from God, to lay down his life, to take it again. And matter of fact, they got so, we would call it today, blew a gasket. And verse 31, they blew a gasket so much so that they were going to stone him with stones. Even though they did not have the authority to kill anyone, the Jews did not. They still were so angry. Thought they were doing the right religious thing. I'm sure many of them thought that. Perhaps even those who were disposed to believe him wanted more information. And many of them said, he hath a devil and is mad. Why hear ye him? The devil there refers to evil spirits, messengers, or or ministers of Satan. They were accusing Jesus of having a demon. And it says, and is mad. Mad means to rave out of control or not to be in one's right mind. Of anyone in the world to say that of, surely Jesus is not the one. But as we have learned of late, they realized it could not they could not silence him. So what they're going to do, they're going to discredit him. You've sort of canceled culture. This is canceled culture 2,000 years ago. We're going to cancel his ministry to others so no one will follow him. Why hear ye him it means to yield obedience to the voice or, or words of someone. They were angry because the people were turning to Jesus away from them. Their power structure slipping why are you turning to him? So that's the words of the devil. Then there's the works of the divine in 21. Others said, no, these are not the words of him that hath the devil. Can a devil open the eyes of the blind? They have heard and saw and seen demoniacs and the, the ravings of demoniacs. What Jesus said is not that. We know what it looks like and that's not what it's supposed to look like. My, my withering tomatoes, uh, and I just have learned this week that you're supposed to keep, uh, supposed to trim the bottom branches if they touch the ground, because that way the blight jumps from that branch and do the rest of them, and so my neighbor, I was, I was out cutting grass yesterday morning, and my neighbor said, oh, hello, Tim, and so he said, come over and see my garden. I know what a good garden looks like and what mine is not, and I go over there, these tomatoes are like, over my head, and they're all green, they got, I mean, he's got tomato, 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 I've got like one hanging here and there, and they're like these little small things, these are these big bunches, and they're everywhere, and he's, and he's got sunflowers over here, and he's got azaleas over here, and he's got all these things, he's got peppers, and he's got corn, and he's got, I know what one looks like. I know what a good garden looks like, and that's what one looks like. I've seen yours, some I mean of yours, I know what a good one looks like. I know what a, a less than desirable looks like as well. We know what a demonic act looks like. Jesus is not that. Matter of fact, he teaches with authority. Can what a demon do? Would a demon heal a blind man, a blind man blind from birth? Would he do that? No. A demonic wouldn't do that. So there was a division. Then there's the doubters. And we see, first of all, then, under this is in verse 22, we see the place, and it was at Jerusalem, the Feast of the Dedication, and it was winter. Now, we need to set the stage for this Feast of Dedication. Go back with me in history. We're not, uh, it's really, we're supposed to put ourselves, instead of making everything so up-to-date, I think we need to go back in history and see what they were talking about so we can learn from that. It was about 170 or 170 B.C., the Syrian leader, King Antiochus Epiphanes, had, was, was going, wanted to make everybody a uh, Greek culture everywhere. Hellenized. it called Hellenization of the culture from the Greek word Hellenus, And it meant the nations or Gentiles become just, and so the Jews did not want to become Hellenized, etc. did not want to worship pagan gods. He wanted to standardize that. And so what he did, as you well know, in 167 BC, he went into the Jewish temple and offered a pig on the altar. It was a picture of what this Antichrist is going to do in the future. It's called the abomination of desolation. He, For three years, he ruled over Rashad, over from 67 to 64 BC, over the Jews. Uh, then we find uh, the Jews were not allowed to carry uh, or to read the word of God, any portion of it whatsoever. The Old Testament scrolls, if they were found, they were burned. Can you imagine? just was thinking, he burned all the Old Testament scrolls he could found, the priceless scrolls. Antiquity that was lost during his reign. Those just those three years. They were forbidden to honor the Sabbath day. They were forbidden to circumcise their children for these three years. Savage persecution in all the Jewish realms under his uh, under Antiochus Epiphanes until Mattathias's family and one Judas Maccabeus rose up and overthrew the Syrian domination and cleansed the temple. And it happened on 25th of Kislev, which is the 14th of December. So now this Feast of Dedication, we might call that today Hanukkah, Feast of Lights, Feast of Maccabees, etc. There was a celebration. The Feast of Lights comes from now. So Hanukkah is the basic time of Christmas. It is not celebration of Christ's birth, however. It's the Feast of Lights. Tradition says that they only had Oil for one day, and yet God miraculously provided, and that lamp burned all eight days of the feast. And so that's where the Feast of Lights comes from. This is the era, and it is winter. I think more importantly, not just maybe uh, physically, but spiritually, winter. Uh, one man says very eloquently, it was winter not only on the calendar, November, December, but as winter spiritually. The Son, Son of Righteousness, who had arisen with healing in His wings, had run His orbit and faded back to blackness. It was winter on the calendar, and it was winter in the hearts of the Jews. I think of, of Jeremiah eight twenty. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. The harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. Israel's it was the winter time. I needed repentance. The doubters, the place, and then there was the porch in twenty-three. And Jesus walked in the temple of in Solomon's porch. Walk means to go to walk back and forth to be possibly teaching. Solomon's porch was a colonnade off the temple. I think it was maybe the east side. It was the east side, the outer court of the Herod's temple, and it would protect it from the weather. Perhaps it was raining or sleeting or snowing, etc. It's the place in Acts three where Peter healed the lame man. It's in Acts five twelve, a meeting place for Christian believers, and it was winter, so very possibly they needed to be out of the weather. That was the ports, that's where they connected. And then we find the plaintiffs or AKA the complainers in 24. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, how long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. So perhaps this feast of dedication of purging the Syrian oppression... Now, we need not only Judas Maccabeus, we want to know about the Deliverer. Are you the Deliverer, the Christ, the anointed one who's going to deliver us? Now, what did they want delivered from? Not from their sin. They wanted delivered from Rome and all its taxes and all its oppression. That's what they wanted delivered from. And so they asked, are you the Christ? Make us to doubt. Make means to suggest uh, uh, hold the mind between doubt and hope. And doubt means the seed of feelings or desires or affections. They wanted to know in the realm of doubt or speculation that we want the peace of mind. Are you really the Christ? Are you really that? Now, I don't think they were genuinely concerned or genuinely wanted to know. They probably wanted another reason to stone him. But there were some, however... And by the way, in our own country, we look at our own country and and we are a country on fire. Uh, We're burning spiritually. But there yet are others like ourselves who do and will and are serving the Lord. Praise the Lord for those. There's more than 7,000 that haven't met the need. Okay. So we are praying and uh, trust your people prayer and and interceding on God on the behalf of our leaders and our nation that we would return to doing God's bidding. And in wrath, God would remember mercy upon our nation division doubters and thirdly we see the third day's declaration and the source is disclosed in 25 and jesus answered them i told you and ye believe not the work should i do in my father's name they bear witness of me but ye believe not because ye are not of my sheep as i said unto you now we should notice for just a moment that the lord did not use the politically loaded word messiah he says, "I told you, you believe not the works of my Father, etc." You believe not. How could they? How could they doubt? The evidence was plain and clear. He, he has done so many matter just, just in earlier on in the same chapter. And I know they didn't have the chapter. I know they didn't have the scrolls. But just momentarily ago, within their their short memory, they had he had healed the blind man who was blind from birth. You have seen over and over. And I tell you this morning, if you've never trusted Christ as Savior. If you read the scripture, you've seen him over and over and over. You are willingly ignorant, willingly ignorant. Everybody in here, I know I've been here many, many times. If you have yet to receive Christ as Savior, you are willingly ignorant of what He has said. He offers you hope. He offers you life. This often it was a, a claim this unique relationship to God because they are Israelites, but they were, He said clearly, not His. Sheep. And I was thinking this week, I think it was yesterday. Well, perhaps you don't like sheep. What other animal would you like that God calls us? A snake. Would you all want to be called a snake. Oh, That's not an Pastor, That's not even an animal. You're so I know I'm ignorant. That's a reptile. Reptile? Yes. That's a reptile, right? A snake's a reptile? Thank you. Uh, I thought about a lion. Now, could you imagine if we're called God's lions? Roar! Just watch me roar! Look at me! Hey, we have enough. How about peacocks? Oh, we have enough problem with that already. How about a moose? You want to be called we're God's mooses. That's not right. We're God's meese, moose. How about a, a mice? We want to be God's mice. Can you not just see the wisdom of an infinitely wise God? He calls us sheep. A perfect picture. Of what we are. Helpless without him. Wander all the time. Not watching the shepherd. We want we want to get in trouble. We want to get our own way. That's what all... How do you know? The Bible says, all we like sheep have gone astray and turned everyone to his own way and the Lord hath laid down upon him. The iniquity of us all. We've all turned aside. It's clear. Sheep is the perfect. How about a cow? Yeah, we're all cows for the Lord. We're his... It doesn't, do you not see, can you not see from one simple thing how God's word is just perfect in everything it says and does? That's who we are. You're not my sheep. Because what? You believe not. The emphasis was on unbelief, and the emphasis is strictly theirs. They had heard the necessary things about Jesus, but they refused to believe. Believers can... Only believers can understand the spiritual teachings of God. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God. If you want to know about God, you must be his sa- must be His child, his sheep, and you must the Spirit then teach us clearly. So the source is disclosed. And in 27, the sheep are delineated, D-E-L-I-N-E-A-T-E-D. I had to struggle with that word myself. So if you're jotting out the sheep are delineated, pointed out or clarified, 27, my sheep here my voice and I know them and I they follow me sometimes I've seen children uh just you talk to them it's like in one ear and out the other is that possible can you go in one ear and out the other that quick I guess you can (laughs) there there must be hollow in there sometimes and so but you tell them to do something it's like did he hear where does he hear where did I say I don't think so because they're just doing the very same thing I told you not to do well, I wanted to do that. It's it's like, here's what I want you to do. Well, I want to, it's caveats. It's God tells us something to do. Well, Lord, I will do that if you do this, this, and this, then I will do this. I will trust you if you'll answer this prayer, this there, this prayer, and then from going forward, I'll trust you. But I want you to do this. Well, uh, Dad, I'll do that if if I can do this, this, and uh, we want you to do it this way. Can you imagine we talk about tonight the in, in the e- Egypt, the Israelites. Here's the, what you're doing. You put the blood on the doorpost. Well, I don't think I want to do that. I think at midnight, you know, I usually go out at midnight and watch the stars. Well, good luck with that tonight. And the to disobey is a little bit harder than a spanking. It's going to be a, in your life. Can you imagine the Israelites saying, I, I. no, they just did what God told them to do. So the sheep are delineated. Those they're my sheep, they belong to him. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Is it not on the front of the bolton? I think it's uh know ye the Lord He is God it is He that hath made us and not, and not, he that hath made us, we are his people, and later on, sheep of his pasture That's who we are, as his children. So the source is disclosed. His sheep are delineated. Their security is detailed in 28. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them all is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. First, Jesus gives us a gift that only he can give, eternal life. Now, Confucius, uh, Joseph Smith, and his, No. Uh, how about Allah, the fake God, Allah, give you eternal life? No. Uh, how about uh, New Age mysticism? How about Buddha? Is he going to give you eternal life? He has no power to do that. He Jesus is the only source that exists in the universe that can grant you eternal life. You may have your bunker, your five miles down in the earth, and have food for five centuries down there but you ain't living that long. And that's bad grammar. But you are not going to live for a 5,000 years outside of Jesus redeeming your soul. Well, you're not going to live in happiness, that is. You're going to live for eternity one way or the other. But he's the only one that can give us eternal life. And there's no other definition for eternal other than forever or without end. This life cannot be lost or forfeited because it is not earned or bought, but rather it is given. He gives gives them eternal life. You do not earn it. You cannot buy it. You cannot work for it. It is given to you when you receive him by grace through faith. So it cannot be then forfeited because you haven't kept up or given enough money or done enough works. Do you see how wonderful truth that is? It is. Secondly, he promised to those who were given eternal life, they should never perish. The word there means an absolute no. Perish means to be destroyed. Never means into the eons of time and eternity. So we might say, no, perish. Never. You're never going to perish. As his child, you have everlasting eternal life that will never end because of his goodness to us. So the message title, his sheep stay secure. We're his sheep. We stay secure because of his hand upon us. The possibility of his sheep ever perishing under any circumstance is absolutely impossible. So the promise teaches, yes, I do believe in the eternal security of the true believer in Christ. I still believe in that. I, I take great refuge in that. And does it mean that we are to go out and live like wild hooligans? I think a hooligans actually is a word. No, it means just the opposite. Based on his grace, we want to live a righteous life before him, before the world. Thirdly, neither shall man pluck them out of my hand. The pluck means to snatch away or to move or to seize fiercely. No man, whether a believer himself or another person, can pluck us out of the keeping hand of God. Even the sins of the flesh that the believer can do, can cause a, they can cause us to be, have that fellowship destroyed for a time, but that relationship, we're his child for eternity. He may allow Satan to ruin their testimony and bring destruction into our lives, but Satan can never steal us away, true believer, from the hand of God. I like this it's a little—a literal rendering of this verse. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall not at all, by any means, in any case, in any place, at any time, for any purpose, whether they are male or female, perpetually or eternally, ever perish. Wow! Yes, that's what—that's what God has given to us as His sheep. He rightfully declared that no man, and for that matter, no principality or power possessed the ability to forcibly remove or steal one believer from the protective care of the Father. Can you imagine now we are in God's hand and and Christ, and and then we're in the Father's hand. We are protected. It's not a battle between Satan and Jesus, and there's a great, there, there is a battle there. But it's like, we're not wondering who wins. It's not like Satan can actually defeat Christ and steal some of his sheep. It doesn't happen that way. All the Father gives them shall come to him, and him to him that cometh to him, and he will no wise cast out. We understand that. Pink says a stronger passage in all the word of God can not, no stronger passage can be found, guaranteeing the absolute security of every sheep child of God is matched really only by Romans 8, which we'll read at the very close. Romans 8, this, this idea that we are safe in Christ. The picture would be really of Noah. If you want to think about it, Noah for just a moment. He's in the ark. He's safe in the ark. And the ark is finished. And God shuts the door. Noah's safe inside the ark. And the rains come. And, and the windows of heaven are broken up. And, and the floods come upon the ark. And the waters of judgment fail. But he was hit, his life was hidden, Christ and God, as we are in Colossians 3. Security. And whole, how that should, and our Christian walk should give us confidence that we are His child. I, I struggle with. I told my wife, it was it yesterday? I think it was. I feel like I never do anything right. Or I can, I never have ever feel like I'm done. There's always, I always need to be doing something else, and I can never just sit and be still, and because there's always something that needs to be done. This person needs, or this needs to be done, etc. that, instead of just resting in what, doing what God has called us to do, and resting in that. The word resting there, I have a trouble with that sometimes. It's interesting, when the Golden Gate Bridge was being built, the first part of it, they, they 23 people fell from the bridge and lost their lives. And then someone came with an ingenious idea of putting a huge net under the bridge. And once that net was there, no more lives lost, period. Now, there were some who fell, but they got the work done in record time because they had the security, if I do fall... I'm safe, and that is it for us. We we, we to stop worrying about the fact. Are, am I going? To, we're going to heaven. Does he have things under control? Yes, he is omnipotent God. Now we just need to do what he's called us to do, and let him handle the rest. Is our is America going to? Uh, are we headed down? Are we a runaway freight train to wrecking our own? Yes, we are in many regards. But God is still in control. And we can, and he can turn it around. He can. It involves sin. It's not party, it's, it's bipartisan. It's sin in the lives of Americans. We need to repent. We do. The source is disclosed. The sheep are delineated. The security is detailed. And finally, the son's irrefutable deity is declared. I and my father are one in verse 30. What a statement. Now, they were one in mind, heart, thought, yes, purpose, and action, yes. But it goes beyond that. In the Greek language, the word one is neuter. Well, what does that mean to me? It means to you that word is essence. They are one in essence. I and my Father are exact. we are just the same thing. If I make biscuits today for lunch, and I cut out 12 biscuits, I tell you, biscuit number three and biscuit number four, they're exactly the same, the same dough. The same mixture, the same everything. It's just, they're just cookie cutter. One out the biscuit number twelve. No, it's really small. Uh, it's the same too. But a, and the essence is the same. That's what he's saying. I and my father are one. Equality with the father. Now that's amazing. What a profound statement. This throws aside this idea of modalism. And why do I keep bringing that up to you? Because you need to know what it is because the Jesus-only movement is modalism that simply says there's one God and sometimes he's the Father, sometimes he acts as, and ministers as the son and sometimes as the Holy Spirit. I tell you, that's not biblical. We have here the Father holding the Son the two different people, and different times you will see the Trinity in the same verse. The word Trinity, I know, is not in Scripture, but the truth of it is there. I, my Father, we are one. We're of one essence. It doesn't mean they're exactly the same. It means there's three persons and one God. That's the beauty of a pastor. I can't understand all about the Trinity, neither can anyone else in history. But we believe it, and we teach it, and we preach it. It helps us to grasp the truths of Scripture as we understand it as best we can. His answer was more than he bargained for. It was beyond their expectation. Tell us plainly, are you the Christ? Well, I am my Father are one. You want more than that? That's like, uh, there's nothing more they can want. So that was, brings us finally to disbelief. The division, the doubters, the declaration, the disbelief. And the Jews took up stones again to stone him. Though the Romans had withheld the right of capital punishment from the Jews, they were so angry, this mob was so angry, they were ready to stone him. And interesting, when it says up there that they took up the stones again, the word there is they they had possibly been carrying those, took up, describes something born as a heavy weight rather than something seized. Evidently, they had hauled their ammunition possibly from the temple environs, ready for when the time comes they were that much planning on you say people wouldn't be so devious just talked to a guy yesterday and i don't go give his name because many of you i'm sure daryl knows him a former policeman retired he said pastor he said i know i know you preach at a church and he says but i tell you what there's a whole lot more bad people in the world right now than there are good and he was telling me how many are in our own local jail and he said there's so many people and so many problems and and it the, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who could know it? The things that they do down on our southern border to taunt our own military. I, I was uh, last week. I said I needed Clint Eastwood down there to, to take care of things. And and that's my, again, that's speaking from the, not from the pastor. That's from a uh, wanting those who have been so abused and those who are abusing them to just be some people just you cannot correct can I just tell you there's some people who are so sold out to wrong things that's why God was abundantly clear that's why God has given the government the charge of capital punishment and that has not been rescinded it is the responsibility of the government to protect the citizenry who are doing right that's a period that's the way it is pick up the stones but again why were they not successful it was not the father's time the harvest is past the summer is ended and we are not saved however there's still mercy with god as you're turning to 227 please in closing we're not this is not the invitation yet we're just going to sing this together and then we'll have our invitation 227 227 Don't stand yet. We're just going to sing and listen to how this song fits in with our message today. Two hundred and twenty-seven. I was going to try to sing acapella, polo, pilo, whatever, but I thought, you know, we're not going to do it that way. that not picture this text to and all God's people said to that amen let's pray together heads are bowed eyes are closed this morning if most of us have not if not all have made a profession of faith in Christ may we rejoice in the safety that we have in him and that is not a means for us to go out and live in some kind of hyper grace i can do whatever i want to worldly like thing no it does it's just the opposite because of his love and grace mercy upon us we should seek to live soberly righteously and godly in this present world and godly is just the opposite of worldly you want to know what worldly is just ask the world you want to know what godly is you're to also ask the world and they will tell you what christians should and should not be doing So if you have allowed yourself to stray and you've gotten involved in things you should not or are not doing the things you should, confession is good for the soul. Also, confession with God. (laughs) Repentance is a wonderful thing. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Dear Lord, I pray that you help us this week, this day, we thank you for the, 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 uh, the, safe we, the safety we find in your hand. May we, as your sheep, not be wandering astray. Savior, like a shepherd, lead us. And may we always be looking to you. May we hear your voice from the morning until the evening. Help us this day to walk with you. In Jesus' name I pray these things.